Welcome to the Wodesman Podcast, a show discussing all things camping, bushcraft, and outdoor adventure. So hello guys, I just wanted to preface this episode with a little message directly from me. Tom and myself have both been extremely busy on different trips, myself with the Wild in Us Festival, which I primarily wanted to thank each and every one of you who listens for coming over and showing their support, and also a big thank you to Joe Price, Ida Olson, Steve from Field and Steel, all for coming down and sharing such an incredible weekend, um, meeting different people, discovering new skills, and just having a good time with the bushcraft community and that's exactly what it's all about and we will have some news about the announcement of next year's wild and us festival which hopefully tom will be able to join on and many of you people as well we're going to be looking at a new location that can host more people and it's going to be a really really great event so again a massive thank you to each and every one of you who did come out and of course going on to tom tom's been really busy I'm not going to spoil too much, but he's been on a trip to America since we recorded this episode. So please do go out over onto his channel, Back Garden Bushcraft, have a little look at that because it's absolutely amazing what he got up to. I was so, so jealous. This episode was recorded shortly after our last one, but because of everything that we've been doing, we just haven't had time to sit down and get these out. So this one's going to come out. It's only a short little episode for you guys to follow, but there's a really, really good episode coming out, which I'll try and get out in about a week or two. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you've all been well, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you, Tom. You're all very welcome. Cheers, my boy. Cheers. So welcome guys to another episode of of the Wadesman Podcast. Yep, I'm sitting here, I've got Liam here with a beer, I've got my pipe and I've got beer as well. You've got um, scratch legs as well, I've got scratch legs, I've been brambled. (laughs) Yeah, bless you. I had a disagreement with a bramble (laughs) bush. And we are again next to each other, aren't we? We are. Badgers Wood. We are, it's the the following day and um, we've got a huge rip-roar of a fire going. Um, we had a few, uh, we had a few winds today, didn't we? And uh, we did a few kind of dead, dead trees. Decided to take a little, little bit lean, of, bit of a lean over our tarps <laughs> and our hammock setups. Yeah, so they were they were perfectly upright yesterday, and like they weren't a danger because we worked out that they'd get hung up in another tree if they did fall. Yeah, which is exactly what did happen because they did. fell and got hung up in a in another tree, um, which was blocking our tarps from it. But we decided that. It was uh, probably about high time we dealt with them at that point. Yes. So um, we have a stack of dead standing sweet chestnut, uh, which we have um, felled, bucked, and uh, made safe. So we've made, a, we've made this uh, course area just that little bit extra safe by taking a few danger trees down. So Yeah, definitely. And of course, with that being said, because we had to move our tarps to take that particular bit of timber down yeah so we decided actually we'd sleep by the fire it's yeah we were we? like stuff it i mean we don't really need a tarp when we've got a parachute over our heads and we've got this lovely fire going we've got loads of fuel why not just chuck a reindeer hide or a bedroll on the ground sleeping yep. bag and just watch the fire it's going to be one of the most special nights i think actually, i think it will yeah. i always remember those nights i decided to kip by the fire and i've got 
like you said, the bed roller got a Thornhill ultra heavy. It's a lovely bit of kit. Wax canvas and wool bed roll that I've been working on him with. I mean, it's a little design that I had and he kind of fine tuned it and said, this is what's going to work best. And it's, what he's done is just incredible. I've, you, you introduced me to his stuff, didn't you? I did. And you haven't looked back. Looked back. <laughs> it's yeah, no. such good quality. Shout out to Thornhill. Scott, he's a, he's a great guy. And yeah, we uh, fully support that. him um, at the podcast. Just sheer, uh, sheer quality. And yeah. the reason we support him isn't like because we've been bribed. We haven't. It's it's literally that we think he makes quality stuff. Yeah. And uh, we buy it. Stuff we buy it to support him, and mm-hmm. we uh, use our hard-earned money to to uh, get his gear because it, it lasts. It's beautiful and it's perfectly handmade. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, doing it in a sustainable and uh, sort of um, and he's always up for thoughtful collabs, way. He? he is, yeah. Like, you know, in the sense of like if you come up at him with a good idea, he'll just improve on it and work with you on it and come yeah. up with a good product that works. Yeah. And like his designs are just bomb proof. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to using that tonight and you're, like you said, on the reindeer hide, aren't I you? I am. My, my, uh, <laughs> my old uh, reindeer hide that's seen me through many nights uh, will just be chucked on the ground tonight because I don't have a ground sheet because I was planning on hammocking it. But um, we've changed our plans because we thought it'd be more of an adventure. And uh, <laughs> instead of moving the tarp to deal with the tree and then put the tarp back, we do just like you know what, let's just let's just hobo it tonight and <laughs> I think it would be a good night. You know, do proper cowboy camp by the proper okay. proper cowboy camp by the fire. So um, yeah. well, it's honestly been such a great day here by this very fire. It's been burning for what over twenty four over twenty four hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good long time and. I have to say, just to the listeners, I've been here partly to help and assist Tom run a course in the sense of just be there to help if he needed any assistance on anything, a watchful eye if anyone's kind of holding the knife the wrong way. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, your presence, dude, was a massive help to me. It made running the course so much more relaxing and more fun for me to have like my best mate there. I mean, who gets to run their sort of dream thing which is for me running bushcraft courses is like my dream and Absolutely. to be able to do that with my best mate there to help it's just like it was a proper special day for me well it's honestly and, an uh, honor. and yeah you were a real help like just giving your own expertise and advice and um doing your own carving as well so just injecting that energy into the the carve so it's kind of hard course. not to you know, you're <laughs> such a, a natural teacher and um i think the students both today luke and rick really really just enjoyed how intimate it was yeah you know that kind of it was, well, it was basically one-on-one one really wasn't it really. So. yeah and, <laughs> and i enjoyed just seeing you in your element you know you all your tools <laughs> your little chalkboard with all your displays on it it's it beautiful like even the way you've set out this location yeah. is inviting to the students so kind of a whole wholeheartedly warm experience for everything yeah i tried to think through the sort of curriculum of the day and how to fit in as much information in quite a short time yeah because to make it accessible (laughs) and also not to make them feel rushed because there's nothing worse than if you do a course and you feel like you're being rushed through things and yeah because people need different paces don't they they do and like you're quite lucky today though yeah luke and rick today were really proficient and um and they were they picked things up really really quickly and that allowed us to actually do some 
more sort of bushcrafty things as well so we talked about like splitting wood for fire uh, firewood safely different ways you can do that how to use a buck saw like yes. in different ways without anything to rest the piece on good demonstration um, <laughs> and then we did a tree plant guide walk didn't we we actually we all decided we needed to stretch our legs so we just went out the campsite walked down the little green lane down down the hill and and um we just sort of talked about all the trees and plants that we saw and me and you shared our, That's a really special our kind knowledge of moment, and that was a great it? like half an hour little sort of tree plant id sort of bit and it was we talked about the uses of various different plants how to tell trees apart from each other so we looked at like beech and then hornbeam and compared the leaves and the barks and uh, and how to tell them apart we looked at ash we looked at like the leaves, the bark, we looked at young ash, old ash, yes. we looked at Daldinia concentrica and how that can be an in indicator of an ash tree. And it's, it tied all into the, the carving aspect of yeah. things as well because we're not only talking about the identifiers of these things no, as, the a, uses as, well. as a tree, but it's yeah, the uses and then they can go out and proficiently work yeah. on those skills, can't they? they can. Yeah, and uh, it's like we point, we found a yew tree and we found a cherry laurel to point out two examples of woods you might not want to carve exactly, yes. because of the toxins <laughs> and the poisons in, in those species that they wouldn't be good choices for carving <laughs> um, because of that reason it, it would uh, do you some harm. So um, we then looked at willow, we looked at uh, chestnut, we looked at birch and hazel and cherry and, and the fact that they're better, they're good choices uh, for carving woods and uh, the reasons for that. We're mainly in a chestnut wood here aren't we? Yeah it's a, it's a really old chestnut coppice um, so it's a lovely place to be because the light comes through the trees and oh, it does. the smoke sort of <laughs> looks all dappled, it's very aesthetic, it's, it's nice. It is, I have to say the structure as you're walking towards it kind of has this it looks like a, a big kind of mushroom in the, yeah. in the woods. It's, it's amazing. It's a great, like you say, great aesthetic, and that that light coming through just illuminates the workspace. It really feels welcoming, and you always have a kettle on. Always um, and biscuits are always nice there. <laughs> <laughs> well, but partly that's to fuel my own uh, caffeine needs because I'm a I'm a fiend when it comes to coffee. <laughs> I just uh, just can't get enough, you know. <laughs> no, it was it was nice to see everyone's. Um, little bit of creativity today as well I mean I even off you were talking about the bark and we got into discussions of like yeah. it just went off topic about containers well, yeah we talked about bark containers didn't after we after cutting up a, a splitting a billet one of the lads had a nice half of a, a, a log worth of bark popped off their sweet chestnut beautifully yeah. And I kind of looked at it and I thought, well, we were just mentioning bark we were baskets. Just, <laughs> just talking about how you can use sweet chestnut to make uh, containers. And uh, lo and behold, in the next half an hour, Liam knocked up a, a perfect demonstration of a, a sweet chestnut little foraging basket, basket nice, wasn't it? Um, complete with a lid and everything. So, And it's it's just another little, one of those bushcrafty tasks that it's nice to have the time yeah. and the kind of... Yeah. be in the environment to be switched on to do that because sometimes you can go out and you kind of get sidetracked just yes. camping or yeah. you know you just have like, oh I'm back out in the woods and our, our whole day has been sharing our love for the woods and yeah. sharing our knowledge and I think that's super special because you just get in the zone and yeah, I think you surprise yourself with how much you know actually when you, you start do. sharing it with other people 100% yeah because um, you can it is what What's it, Joe Price says? The Dunning-Kruger Dunning -Kruger effect. effect. <laughs> yeah. I noticed uh, Paul was talking about that actually recently as well. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely becoming... Uh, and it's so true, you, you isn't it? It's like... It the more you realise that 
theory, you kind of start thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you so. shouldn't be because, like, you know, that was a very inclusive, very full-on day. And, you know, to put that across in such a professional manner isn't always the easiest thing to do when you don't know everyone's skill level. Yeah. Um, and you don't yeah. know where what experience people have had, so you've got to kind of cater for all things, but keep it, like you said, in a... Yeah, differentiation a, is the name of the game yeah. in modern education. And in such a small <laughs> time frame, because you could spend a whole day on axe work alone. Yeah, you could, and it's like, it's a, it's a balance, really, because I know I want to cover things like sharpening, maintenance, um, Which tool selection. Even your touches on was really in-depth. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, uh, Rick brought his old Mora, didn't he, that mm -hmm. was... Um, it was pretty blunt and it, it quite dull yeah yeah it, it needed some work didn't it yeah um and then which so made it a great example i used it as the demo and i sharpened his mora up while they were watching and i talked through my thinking on what i was doing the whole time and um like i didn't i didn't know how sharp i'd got it i was like i i've done everything right i've done how i teach sharpening this will be the proof in the pudding really because it came to me blunt and uh yes. i've had 10 minutes playing with it on stones and strops let's see if my sharpening techniques actually work um, which I know they do because all my knives are through sharp paper, didn't it, and then, yeah <laughs> I just um, it was razor and um, when I gave it back to him so I think he was pretty keen to go back to his campsite because both the lads were, were camping tonight so yeah, um, really nice they've go, gone back it? with some billets and they're probably still whittling away into the early hours tonight so yeah, I do hope so because <laughs> they both put out really nice pieces as well they did I was really impressed and with a bit of sandpaper or a few more finishing cuts once the the green billets have uh, seasoned um and they'll look stunning uh, yeah. when they're oiled so uh, and you carved a really nice spoon as well Liam I really liked it a little sort of salt scoop yeah thank you yeah I was going, I was going with the kind of open-ended bowl wasn't I really? yeah so um quite a shallow open-ended bowl just as a cross between a scoop and a spoon like you said um I was kind of inspired by your kind of asymmetric ball design, so yeah, it's nice to play around and just again to do it in a relaxed atmosphere where you're surrounded by people and you can draw kind of inspiration yeah. off of people, talk about it, and that again encourages you. Um, because sometimes you can do things and you're whittling away on your own, and you, if you can't bounce off someone, yeah, it, it's not that it's hard, but it's a little bit you might tend not to do it as often so for me yeah in a group can, it's great it's great when you can bounce off of other people and you kind of yeah. got that little bit of motivation <laughs> someone else is progressing you're thinking oh yeah i gotta keep up yeah that's it <laughs> and we're on well we're on the saw we're on the stop cuts now i better get to my stop cuts <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i think my focus today really was to to teach the safe use of the different tools so Which i separated know. it out into I separate it, the stages, by the tool that you use. So I start off with saws, yeah. then I go axe, then you use the saws to do stop cuts again, back to the axe. Mm -hmm. Then it's your straight knife, your, your sloyd knife, and then it's the hook knife, you let it season, finish it with the straight knife or sandpaper, and um, and that's that, it's a wrap. Yeah, um, I think it's a nice builder, that one. Yeah. It takes you from, like you said, that foraging stage to it's a progressional builder. It's a it's a full sort of system that takes you from raw material to finished article, and I think the way it, it's taught, I think it does work. And it, it took me a long time when I was planning and risk assessing this course to think about how I wanted to teach it because yeah. it made me think about my practice as well. Because in the olden days, I used to just 
I just carved a spoon, didn't really think about it. Like I just carved a spoon and they were all different and they still are all different, but I didn't really have a system. I was just carving, yes, just, uh, yeah, me doing my thing. Um, so to actually make this course, I really had to sit down and sort of interrogate my own skill set to work out how do I teach this. Yeah, microanalyze your <laughs> yeah. decision making when you're doing it. Yeah. Is, like, if it comes to you organically, it can be like, it's like you say, quite a challenge yeah. because you're suddenly put, putting it in a box. Yeah, and <laughs> which I think is actually quite a free thing, isn't it's it? actually improved my sort of consistency because now I follow my system that I'm using as an educational tool, yeah, but it's like now. That. I now have the structure in my own carving because you've written it in stone and it yeah. now is how I carve and it, it really does help and I've done like a good number of these courses now I really feel comfortable teaching it and um, I think that showed today I think that the confidence levels were, were where they should be and um, I think uh, the guy's got a good course as a result I'm quite proud of quite well, proud of be. it uh, carving is such a good good little skill to pass because both of the both Rick and Luke have got young families and um, you know one would hope that they're going to then pass them skills on down to their yeah well they both talked about well. them wanting to get more outdoorsy and learning these skills so that they could do that exactly and yes so I think yeah it's a great step and this is a perfect place to do it like they could bring their families here if they wanted or um, or pass the skills on that they've learned. But it's a great campsite. It was really nice just to get to know them as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a great opportunity to just have a really involved day with you again, um, yeah. doing things that we love. I mean, yeah. it was, it was, like I said again, it was, a, it was an honor watching you teach people and just to be a part of it. Yeah, well, this was the first time you worked on a bushcraft course, hasn't it? Yes. Because you've, yeah. you've done some educational stuff with your bricklaying and your, and your um, your your sort of masonry yeah 100 percent. but this is the first time that you'd worked sort of assisted on a bushcraft sort of yes and it's, it was quite it's it's nice to actually it was different but really nice to like you say remind yourself of actually the stuff i've learned over mm. the years and kind of then do that with someone who i'm confident with and yeah have a bit of freedom with it as well which is nice and, yeah you know just some of the conversations we had organically moved onto onto a topic and yeah it's really uh, nice to share things as well with other people you can see how much it inspires them and how interested they are and it reminds you of how interested you were back yeah. then and it kind yeah. of you reflect and how interested you still are yeah i think the fact exactly. that we are teaching it it shows the fact that it's got that staying power but yeah it's, it's still got grass hasn't that, it <laughs> you see the fire in the eyes when something clicks and yeah and no, like, i think oh i remember when i first did that you, know, yeah. you see them overcoming something and you're like damn look how far i've come <laughs> do you remember when i was struggling like yeah, that yeah yeah and you're like you want to pass on that that feeling of you'll get you'll get past that it's yeah. all going to be fine <laughs> and it was all done with like laughter and jokes and good banter and yeah. Uh, yeah it was a really good group and it it was a super relaxed one for me because the last two I've done I've had um, five or six people um, without having uh, Liam here to give me a hand so having an extra pair of eyes to keep an eye when the axe work's going on um, and to have someone help keep the kettle going and the fire going and um, splitting wood up when it needs to be split up and stuff so i can concentrate on like checking that what people are doing is safe and it just really really helped so like, i want to say this publicly do but thank you so much for coming yeah. and giving me a hand thank it, you so much i really having appreciated me. it <laughs> no it's been kind of like a little a little dream of mine i guess to 
do things like this with you and I know we've spoken it before imagine if we were running courses together and I guess this is yeah the first one of those first steps to, yeah. so to document it not well I mean the dream is as well. the dream is to have our own woodland and uh, yeah. you never know so who knows and yeah it's just been a relaxing day and we finish off the evening with probably one of the nicest <laughs> little treats that we've had on a on a course <laughs> I've ever had on a course like this at all and it was just um, really really special I'll let you explain that so um I was a bit naughty and I might have purchased myself something um, to fulfill my love of pizza uh, because I found thing. I found I was spending quite a lot of money on uh, pizzas because I just it's my favorite food uh, I just love it so um, I was getting like a pizza a week from a pizza restaurant so I was like that's quickly adding up yeah um, so I was like 10 weeks you know 200 quid yeah so I was, I was chatting to Emma uh, my fiance and we, we were just like let's just get a pizza oven you know so we found one that's portable that I can take to courses I can have it uh, when I go camping if it's uh, somewhere where I can have like somewhere that's not too far from the car to carry in a big pizza oven but yeah. um, it is really quite portable kind of so for a base camp yeah I, I bought myself an, an uni carry 12 uh, wood fired pizza oven I bought myself um, cool. <laughs> like a pizza peel to go with it I've uh, uh, whittled um, like utensils like a sauce spoon for spreading the sauce uh, and I stained the handle with milk paint to, yeah, to, sort, cool. of, <laughs> to sort of really set it apart from my other spoons so you know that's the sauce spoon um, I made like my own garlic uh, sort of spread to make really nice garlic bread brought that with me and then I purchased some dough so I, I tried it with homemade dough the other day and it was brilliant like absolutely delicious proper Neapolitan style <laughs> dough um, but I really wanted to try sourdough today, so I um, actually bought some dough off an online pizza restaurant. Um, we, brought, we brought four dough balls down with us. They were huge. And they were huge. Uh, <laughs> so we are literally sitting here stuffed because we have eaten four pizzas between three of us. And um, they were just insane, weren't they? They like, were so good. Honestly, that thing is impressive. When I, um, when I say this, guys, it's, um, you know, probably about two and a half foot long maybe yeah two and a half foot long it stands about a foot and half of that's legs yeah and it's got a chimney that's maybe again two foot tall yeah um so really quite a compact pizza oven stainless steel i assume it's like twin walled it, it, it is it yeah amazing and it's uh, heavily insulated as well to keep the heat in yeah because it wasn't radiating loads of heat out no. of the body and it's got like a, a proper pizza stone in there yeah to and, make and proper... you basically start a little fire in the back of it don't you and then <laughs> and the flames like lick over the top it's great and so you get you, you it heats the stone up um and the flames lick over the top to, to cook the top yeah. of the pizza and you get a crispy base perfectly melted cheese I kid you not that is and in less than two minutes less than two minutes you got a finished pizza yeah. and it's just <laughs> so in there it's between 450 degrees and like 500 degrees that's incredible for optimum cooking temperature wow so and it literally it's like a twig stove at the back it's like a it's no bigger than a small sort of a bush box no you're back. not putting in more fuel than that are you no it's no. like a firebox stove at the back and yet you're you're cracking out temperatures of 500 degrees and cooking full 12 inch pizzas in two minutes i mean yeah you're putting it off the peel you're sliding the pizza in there closing the lid <laughs> or closing the door sorry 
opening it about 30 seconds later to turn, turn it, it and the bottom is like crisp <laughs> yeah it's lovely yeah you don't um, get that in an oven after 20 minutes you don't, you don't. <laughs> so really cool bit of kit i still want to experiment with it i want to try doing some meat and, uh, and stuff in it as well and i think that's the nice thing about like having base camp setups and course areas and yeah why i like overlanding because it allows you to bring a little bit heavier kit with you it's a um, bit different isn't it it's it is. like we do a lot of minimalist camping we do a lot of lightweight stuff where we're carrying everything that we have on our backs and we're doing the sort of snail shell sort of thing of carrying yeah. our house <laughs> with us um and we try and like leave us in a set unessentials at home like i don't normally bring my pillow unless i'm at a base camp oh, uh, but yeah. i've got my pillow now it's like we go without comfy. sometimes don't we and like we, do, we just take what we need really and make what we don't have um, yes Whereas a base camp like this, it's really nice to be able to do things like restaurant quality pizzas. 100%. And it's fun. And yeah. it's like, yeah, sure, it's not bushcraft. We're not in the bush. We're in a campsite. But we've practiced like, more skills here than yeah. a lot of people might have in a weekend of doing bushcraft. Yeah, I mean, this campsite in, in is full today. Like, uh, I asked the owners how many people were camping here. It's a big site, a huge woodland with lots of sites spread out and there are like 200 plus people here tonight yeah. yet you wouldn't think there is no one in sight you wouldn't think there's even you can't another hear family. a squeak from anyone because we're the course area is so far separated from all the other campers that we could be here on our own and even we? the other camping areas like you walk past there and they're dead quiet yeah it's calm not even, quiet it's, it's not like you can hear things off in the distance no it's, it's just you get the odd like bit of laughter as a like a kid's playing in the woods and that's just like nice it's nice to see families enjoying time outside but like as soon as night falls it's dead quiet because everyone's so respectful of everybody else yeah and you're kept at such a distance from other campers that exactly you feel like you've got the woods to yourself yeah and that's where (laughs) it's nice to just like you say bring bring all these different things have time to experiment i mean like i've got my hammock set up i've got a thick wall roll mat i've got all sorts of different stuff i've got my bluetti charger here yeah but they're all things that make stuff like this just a little bit more comfortable and bushcraft isn't always about going out like you say yeah. minimum you don't have to challenge yourself every time but it's good to challenge yourself sometimes but exactly. it's also good just to have remember to have fun with it yeah that, that's that's what i think it's it's all about and today has really reminded me about the fun you can have in, yeah in that as well and, and we've done a lot of skills based stuff all day yeah. Why can't we have a few luxuries like a pizza oven and a pillow at the end of the day? It's like, we're not trying to prove anything. We're not trying to be, oh, look how tough I am. I camp outside. It's like, no, I'm at campsite with a pizza oven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, to you be know, honest, it's like, if, if, you hadn't have brought, if you hadn't have brought that, I'd have probably bought some other gadget or gizmo for cooking. Yeah. <laughs> like my Bedori or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd, Why not? We'd been doing some other mad Why not? Thing. I mean, my I've got a, like a, a 10 litre kettle. Yeah. So I'd never take that if I was just going in the woods for the day. But that was perfect for today. But we have had coffee on the go all day for anyone who wanted it. And washing up. It's great. And washing up. Yeah. We did noodles so. for lunch, didn't we? We did, yeah. So that just made it easy because normally you get to lunchtime, you've got to think about getting a billy can out, waiting yeah. for that to boil. Yeah, no, rolling boil all day. So like it's, you say, it's not something you put on your backpack, is it? No, uh, and and I don't view it like that. I'm carrying in boxes of course equipment anyway. Like the forester helped me carry in my carving course equipment along with some stumps and some some firewood for the course yeah. in the back of his Toyota Hilux. He like we loaded up the Hilux and drove it down here, and it's like um, 
that's fine. It's a course. It's for educating people. Yes. Um, it's not about trying to prove something to yourself. Like, yeah. there's plenty of time for that. We do that enough. Like, just enjoy it and uh, share the love for the outdoors. Yeah, and I can't advocate enough. You know, um, checking out courses in. You know, even if you're not local to to Badgers Wood or down here where Tom runs these courses. Let's say you're in a different country. Look at courses that are are available around you. Um, yeah. You know, look at local forest schools for your children. Look at local campsites that are similar to this. And if yeah. you are close to here, I mean, this is one of the one of the cream of the crop. Oh, it's lovely, <laughs> isn't it? And it's like, great. yeah, they're nice walks from it as well. So if you wanted to make a weekend out of it and and stuff, it's highly worth your time. And uh, and yeah, it's surprising how high you are here. Yeah, you so are. You got a good quite in the hills, aren't you? You are. Uh, when you go down to the bottom and climb back up, you realise because it's super <laughs> steep to get back up. Um, I'm yet to do that. <laughs> yeah, next time. Next time I take you on that walk. <laughs> yeah, I can't honestly say thank you enough. And um, yeah, it's been such a such a great day the fire is just so nice crumbling to this lovely we're yeah. getting a bit entranced aren't we i'm it's just staring at it yeah. crumbling to this lovely coal of just red and orange and white right in the middle and this like we said we've still got plenty of timber to burn and we've actually been joined by mike tom's dad he's come yeah. down to say hi for the evening i haven't seen him in a long time here so whittling a bit of wood whittling yeah, away he's, he's <laughs> whittling away and i think he just came for the pizzas to be honest i don't blame him <laughs> he brought the with him. Down. he brought the pizza oven with him so we've got to thank dad for bringing that down but yeah it's always nice to have dad along um it's we don't get enough camps together so every time nice. dad can join us it's always a treat so well considering you weren't at the bushcraft show last weekend it's nice to have done this with you and it it's um you know, because that, that's been a little pilgrimage, so I'm always yeah. used to seeing you around this type of time of year, you two. Need it. And your faces, your faces were, were sorely missed. But and I know there was a few of you guys, listeners, who came over to me and, and kind of said, where's Tom? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I extended his apologies to you, but hopefully next year. But Yeah, thank fingers you crossed, I'd love here. to. Because it's been a beautiful day it's been a lovely day i've had so much fun i just love teaching these courses and doing it with you just made it even more fun so yeah. thanks for coming and thanks for being such a, a good mate and such a good assistant as well <laughs> no it's honestly been a pleasure it's um yeah one of those memories the first the first of many i hope <laughs> the first of many definitely well i'm already starting to think about next year's course dates i've got one more this year you do don't you uh, i think give, it's give that sixth, another shout out sixth of july i believe eighth. Uh, 8th of July. Yes, it's in the middle of the world. Now, 8th, of July. 8th of July. It's good that I uh, good that I know my dates, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 8th of July. 8th of July. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, Friday is the 7th and Saturday is the 8th. So, yeah, it's Saturday the 8th of July. And uh, we're run, running another course here at Badgels. Um, I mean, I've travelled an hour and a half to get here. Yes. Dad's travelled the same. Liam, you've travelled. I travelled a good, a good well, it two would and be a half on it. Yeah, it would normally be about two hours, but in bad traffic, it gets bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, if you're interested in learning carving, this is a really good starting point. And I'm not trying to plug my own course. I mean, this just covers the costs of, of all the kit and all the organisation and and. Yeah. the time and petrol and stuff really it's not about me making money uh, it's just no. it's just sharing the love really and the fact that i enjoy getting a weekend in the woods and uh 
Yeah, so if you if you are interested, do think about joining us. Uh, we have that date in July, um, and then if you can't make that, we'll definitely be doing some next year. So yes. uh, stay tuned to Badgels, stay tuned to my Instagram. I'm sure Liam will be sharing it as well. And uh, yeah, the roadsman will keep you updated, won't we? Yeah, keep a lookout <laughs> for for future courses and. Uh, yeah, I, c I can't wait for the next one. I absolutely love doing it. So it's almost a shame we don't have another group of people coming tomorrow to do it all over again. That would be really nice. <laughs> that would be a nice little bonus, wouldn't it? But yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it on the next course because I'll be at the Wilderness. You'll be at Wilderness. I'll be doing it uh, back solo next time. But yeah, that's all good. So if any of you guys aren't coming here, which I really advise you do because it's, it's honestly been, like I said, a privilege to watch you teaching what you do. But if you if you're otherwise not engaged, have a look at the Wild and Us Festival. You can have a few well quite a lot of awesome traders, people there, Joe Price is coming along, so see what you it's think. It's gonna be amazing. And if not, it will be on next year, like Tom's courses as well. So Absolutely. hopefully we'll see you at something in the yeah, future. Yeah, there's lots of exciting stuff happening. There's lots of things in the work, lots of irons in the fire, oh, constantly yes. planning <laughs> and plotting. Lots um, of trips coming, hopefully. You know. Yeah, and obviously life uh, gets in the way sometimes, but we know that eventually we'll get a rendezvous and uh, and uh, sort of camp out, and and uh, as soon as we do it, it'll be awesome. So um, that's the good thing about the Wodesman. It's like we're not going anywhere, even if we're quiet for a little while, we'll yeah, be back. <laughs> definitely. And uh, yeah, I guess on that note, thanks for listening, because it yeah. does mean the world for all the support. We've, um, we've recently, you know, Spotify has taken over the thing that we used to distribute through and we get to see a few more analytics so we're seeing some of the numbers of listeners it's good isn't it it's yeah. yeah just really I don't know nice to know that there's so many like-minded people out there I guess yeah really 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 good and humbling as well yeah people actually want to listen to us to uh, bumble on about Have a little ramble things <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, on that note, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thanks, dude. I've really appreciated having the help. And uh, yeah, this was just a sort of course special um, today. We will do future episodes on, on carving where we cover more sort of skills-based uh, subjects related to carving, I'm sure. We just wanted to share the enthusiasm um, about the day, really. But yeah, just also just to encourage you that actually if you've got a skill that you love, just pass it on to people. Like yeah. if it's family, if it's friends, if it's doing your own courses or whatever but just pass the skills and then they don't get lost yeah that's um, it and see what's going on around you because if you if it's not badgers or if it's not tom there'll be someone out yeah, there yeah there'll be someone out the there skills. that's passionate that wants to share their love for whatever it is that they're interested in and encourage it and support yeah. it because it's uh, that's what's going to be remembered in the future not all the uh, gadgets and gizmos <laughs> no exactly like the pizza oven will i'll remember the pizzas oh, but yes. like that would just be one of the memories of a good day like the, the majority of the day is is taken up with the memories of sharing skills and sharing jokes with like-minded people around a fire good old-fashioned camaraderie mate indeed <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i think we only wanted a short little check-in with you guys for this episode we've both been working hard today so i think pretty much bedtime for both of us isn't it <laughs> yeah i reckon i'm gonna get onto that awesome looking bedroll and uh slumber just, yeah just slumber away <laughs> finish a uh, club tropica and you'll be uh you'll be snoring i will indeed he'll be snoozing <laughs> i'll be snoozing away boy <laughs> well, until next time guys thank you so much for yeah. listening cheers guys and uh 
Yeah, thanks a lot. The Woodsman Podcast is proud to bring you a unique opportunity from the State Detective, whose mission is to source and offer their followers some of the best beef products on the market. With a passion for steak and World War II military history, the State Detective combines a love for a period in history that integrity, honesty, and patriotism were all embodied. The State Detective embraces these great attitudes and together we're giving a gentle nod to those who served by offering you, the listener, a promotional code for The State Detective. Use the code WODESMAN20 to receive 10% off of your order and also award 10% to help support The Bearded Fisherman, a UK-based charity helping those suffering with mental health issues. So whether you're in the market for beef jerky, biltong, incredible sauces, ration packs, tanks, warships or flyboys and also love bushcraft, cooking, hunting or fishing, check out the State Detective. It's terribly British.